0: Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a
1: national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa.
2: Good morning. Good morning. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning into my show. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com international radio. And I hope that you all are doing well. Excuse me. And I hope that you all are very healthy out there and that you are moving and grooving upward in your lives with love and kindness. You know, I I love God and positiveness and peace and um, calm in my life. And I'm sure you out there do too. And, um, we are now, you know, living in a time that is extremely difficult and extremely different than let's say three years ago, even before the unfortunate, you know, pandemic hit our country, our, our great nation. And, um, well, you know, and now they're, they're talking about this variant and that, you know, people need to mask up again and, um. Things like that, you know, and and it's okay. The thing is, is that I feel that the CDC and other powers to be just open things up, you know, a bit too early. And as they were, and you know, being pressured by businesses and so forth and so on. But the most important thing is that we needed to be safe. So now they're, you know, mia culpa, mia culpa. You know, now everybody has to wear masks. Well, I want you all to know, I never stopped doing all of the things that I did. Um, you know, during the, then what they call the pandemic, because I knew the pandemic was not over. So, and I hope that you guys never stopped. So as well. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I, I love to read and, um, um, you know, I come across a lot of sayings that are so apropos and uplifting. And I like sharing these things that I have read and, you know, or, um, um, you know, sayings that I come across, you know, especially, um, um, you know, especially sayings that, you know, in, in in times where some of us need to hear something that is uplifting, such as times that, you know, now, you know, for example, you know, I thought this one to be a great one. And perhaps some of you out there, um, you know, are, 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 um familiar with this, but I'm going to say it anyway. A Native American grandfather was talking to his grandson about how he felt. He said, I feel as if I have two wolves fighting in my heart. One wolf is the vengeful, angry one. The other wolf is the loving, compassionate one. The grandson asked him, which wolf will win the fight in your heart? The grandfather answered, the one I feed. Ooh, I like that one. OK, I like it. I like it. I like it. OK. Now. I say, listeners that this is a very powerful saying. Do any of you out there have two wolves in your heart? Isn't it the truth that we must be very careful and mindful always of what thought pattern or patterns we are associating with? We must be very careful of what we are feeding into our minds. For example, is it love or hate? Vengefulness or collaboration? The side of truth or the side of lies and malicious gossip? the side of jealousy, or the side of well wishes. It matters, listeners. I'm telling you, it matters. It matters to your soul, to your physical, mental health. It matters greatly what we are feeding ourselves. This is so important, especially now we are in the grips of a lot of negativity in this beautiful world that God created for love. I say that this is a... This is even a good dinner table conversation to have with your spouse, your children. You know, if you are living alone, well, ponder over this, you know, saying with yourself, for example, as you are in your prayer, in your meditation. Like Oprah says, I like to be with my own thoughts. The answers that come back to you can be remarkable. Okay, listeners, we're going to have a great, great conversation my guest today is the fantastic uh, Michelle Kubis. She's a friend to the show. She's a friend of mine as well. She is a savvy business um, coach and, um, and writer. So I will be, um, you know, bringing her on shortly. But, you know, I always like to have my little side-by-bar talk with you guys. So I'm, um, I want to give a shout-out first to um, our American gymnasts in Tokyo, especially the women gymnastic team, and in particular, Simone um, uh, Biles. Biles, so sorry. She withdrew from the competition, citing medical issues recently, and I know you all heard about this. You know, she said her mental health is important and she has some medical issues, and, you know, she's been spectacular, listeners, <laughs> you know, throughout her entire Um, gymnastics career and what a phenomenal young woman she is. You know, she has, um, you know, accomplished so much um, in her life and, um, and in the world of gymnastics, you know, and um, 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 setting a really high bar for those, you know, coming after her. I mean, her record is just, her record is, is phenomenal and um and I think that, you know, all anyone who's saying anything otherwise, well, that's their opinion and they are entitled to it. But, um, you know, it, it's OK. She wants to do something else. She's been doing this for a very long, long time. So, you know, now she's she's moving. She's moving forward. I also want to give a shout out to Naomi Osaka. You know, also what a strong, smart and talented young woman, you know, as well. Um. You know, she uh, was great in the field of tennis and um, she's going on to do things. She doesn't like it when after her tennis matches, she's tired and um, she doesn't want to talk about a whole lot of things. And it was affecting her mental health. So kudos kudos to her, too. And I am so, so proud of of all of the, you know, the uh, women in particular Uh, That's in uh, track and field, you know, Um, they've all have laid the groundwork for others with a super high bar of professionalism, talent, skill, hard work, and, you know, optimism. So I just wish them all well, especially as they are traveling about um, in a pandemic over there in uh, Tokyo. And I wish them to be safe and I wish them to be well. Okay, I want to talk now listeners to you about being a patient and then you become a physician okay now this um this was a, a broadcast that aired on the 21st of July 2021 by Joel Olstein if you all don't know he's one of my uh, absolute favorites And he says that it's important to help others, you know, to mentor them. He says to help them to pass through what you've already been through so that they can gain knowledge that turns into wisdom. So you see, once you were a patient, you were a patient of God. God was helping you through, um, you know, a lull or a lax time in your life. You were a patient. Then when you learn your ways. So now, you know, you have grown from that. So now you are a physician. And as you know, what is a physician's job? One of his main jobs is to help you, to cure you so that you can move on in your life. So he says, become a physician as God has helped you through your struggles when you were a patient. He says, scripture says, give it, give and it will be given to you. If you help others to heal, God will continue to heal you. He says that blessings will always come to you when you're lifting, encouraging and showing people the way. He says, be grateful always and look for people who can uplift and show, show you the way out of your struggle. He says, give away what God has given you and strengthen others and you will always have the strength and the gifts that you need when you need them. He says that as you are starting out of your day, say to yourself that I'm out to strengthen someone today. I'm going to encourage someone today. I'm going to help and heal someone today that God has brought me out. So I'm going to return the favor. I'm not going to stay a former patient. I'm going to become a physician. Now I'm going to help someone else get blessed and delivered. He says, you can't stay a patient um, forever. You know, you stay a patient for a little while. It's a season. You know, we all go through things. And when we learn, then we become the physician for that. And so now that we're blessed and healed, he says, now we need to look for someone to strengthen, for someone to bless. He says, keep the blessings flowing, give encouragement, being good to people, comforting them, helping them to overcome. Then the blessings will keep coming in for you. The healing will keep coming. The right people will keep coming. The joy, the fulfillment, they will all keep coming. What I'm saying, listeners, is, Just know that someone had taken the time to help you, to encourage you, to bring you to church, for example, to they took a chance and hired you in your position, uh, helped you to get your first apartment, uh, helped you to get through college, helped you to get your first car. I say this often. We have done nothing by ourselves. Someone has opened the door of assistance to help fulfill your need in life. All of us. Someone has prayed for you. It could possibly be a great great grandmother whose prayers are still out there and blessing her lineage. I agree with Joel Osteen listeners as he says to keep giving away what God has given to you and it will always come back to you. You hear people saying today that someone is an influencer on the Internet or they're influencing fashion, they're influencing um, foods to eat. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if the influencer's message is of a positive nature, saying something that is uplifting and kind, especially if they're going to be influencing. What I'm saying is how about being an influencer of God, helping those who are in trouble see a way out? God bless you, and thank you all for listening to my monologue. I hope the message was helpful. I hope it was inspiring. Okay, listeners, let's bring on my guest. Her name is the savvy, vivacious Michelle Kubas. She is a business coach, a friend to me, and a friend to my show. Good morning, Michelle, and thank you for being on my show this morning. Well, good morning, Teresa,
1: as I fondly like to call you T. (laughs) And I really enjoyed your monologue, especially this morning, because it it, it ties into a a very powerful statement that I heard yesterday from Matthew Mm -hmm. Dowd uh, on uh, one of the TV uh, talk shows. He -hmm. talked about the difference between being the I and the we, and he said that until we get to the we, we cannot get forward. It's when people are focused on the eye, that it becomes a selfish endeavor and that mm-hmm. the we becomes what we want to focus on is community and the common good. And that is... health, you know, the health issues with the pandemic is mm-hmm. the we and mm-hmm. people who are stuck on the eye can't get to the we. So we have to help them. As you were saying, Joel Osteen, um, I like him too, that we... Our focus has to get to the we. We can't stay focused. People are stuck on the I because they're scared. Mm-hmm. And we have to help them move to the we and the community and the common good. And I thought that was such a great message.
2: Thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate that. I do um, pray and ponder over what it is that I need to deliver uh, to my listening audience. Because it, it. as I said before, I always want to. Uh, be positive my entire broadcast but um you know my monologue I like to start the day off with the positive message because as you know it sets the tone for the day and I've talked to my listeners about setting the tone for the day and um you know prayer is a very powerful powerful thing you know I'm not at all you know pushing you know of of you know for you to believe in uh, God, something higher than yourself, that that's your business. But after all, it is my show. And so um, this is what I believe in. And I know that a lot of people do share that that belief, you know, so, you know, that you know that, you know, you're not hooked up to a GE generator, something or someone has awakened you this morning. So just be grateful. Okay, thank you again, Michelle. Now, let's let's get into it. The CDC recommends masks indoors, even for some vaccinated against COVID-19. Now, this was reported by Andrew Joseph of Stat on July 27, 2021. I'm just going to read a little bit, and then I want to hear your take on it, Michelle. He says that um, the federal health officials uh, advised Tuesday that even people who've had their COVID-19 shots wear masks in public indoor settings in areas with widespread transmission of the coronavirus, a major setback in the progress in the U.S. epidemic that reflects a surging variant and the country's ongoing struggles to increase vaccination rates. Now, the reversal of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention earlier guidance comes as the Delta variant, the most transmittable version of the uh, pathogen yet, by far is igniting outbreaks and driving hospitalizations up in states with low vaccination rates like Missouri Arkansas, and Florida. Now, the variant is responsible for seemingly increasing numbers of breakthrough infections. Now, the CDC has also recommended that schools reopen in the fall with universal indoor masking for all students, teachers, and staff, even among people who are vaccinated, again, a policy decision that will ultimately be left up to state and local officials. Now, children should return to full-time in-person learning, I want to discuss that a little bit more, too, with you, Michelle. In the fall, with proper prevent- prevention strategies in place, this is the Director Rochelle Walensky said during a, a press uh, briefing. In a statement, President um, Biden reiterated Walensky's call that precautions would enable safer resumptions of in-person schooling. Masking students is inconvenient, I know, but will allow them to learn and be with their classmates with the best available protection, he said. So, Michelle, and what I just said, we're going to discuss this a little bit further, but, um, you know, you being a former teacher <laughs> and things too, um, I, I I, have, you know, mixed feelings, you know, with the children. They're going to be starting earlier. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying, um, well, the kids are starting earlier, but, you know, they were out um quite a bit last year, you know, with the big onset of this um unfortunate virus. And um they have to, as you know, make up days so that the federal government can, you know, um continue to pay them in the matters that they do for the amount of days schools our kids are in schools and things like of that of that sort. But some people have mixed feelings that I have been talking with um before this broadcast. Some say that The children, uh, they think that the children are starting back too soon that they that uh, with this uh, Delta variant, that they should, you know, have the online classes for now. And some say that they feel that it's okay that they start back to school early. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's that's like
1: a a well. It's a very deep subject. (laughs) Uh, that's me yeah i know um this is not a a one-trick pony kind of a situation Mm
0: -hmm. what
1: what really needs to happen is first of all have you ever had surgery
2: oh god Um, yes
1: okay Mm -hmm. i'll tell you what i don't want to go into a surgical suite and not see everybody mad Mm-hmm. I don't want them doing surgery on me without a mask.
0: Mm-hmm. Why? The
1: room's clean. All the instruments are sterilized. Everything. Why do they wear masks?
2: Well, you know, they wear masks so that they don't—they're don't, they're not transmitting anything, and vice versa. You know, yeah.
1: But it's now and now we're interfering with their their independence, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But they're
1: doing it for the sake of the patient. Like you were talking about the patient and the physician, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. When you're the patient, you want everybody in their best collective mode, that they're doing Mm -hmm. the best for you, that the anesthesiologist is doing the work, that the surgeon's doing the work, the surgical nurses are doing their work. Everybody has a role to play. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I believe that wearing a mask is not an infringement. It's actually Mm -hmm. a blessing. That that mm-hmm. doctor's going to do surgery on, on me and wear a mask.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: really think that we need to change the imagery around the mask wearing. It's mm-hmm. not it, it's not an imposition. It's actually a blessing.
2: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: I I
2: yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Michelle.
1: No, so I was going to say once looked at it from that you know from that view that that surgeon's wearing the mask, not for the surgeon, but for for the patient. And Mm -hmm. that we need to start looking at it that way, that we're Mm -hmm. not only helping ourselves to stay healthy, by wearing Mm -hmm. a mask, we're helping the patient, which is the community.
2: Exactly, exactly. But people don't look at it that way. As I have said that I feel that one big driver of this is that people continuously to disconnect them from the source and disconnect. You know when they and then that therefore their 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 common sense goes awry. Okay, um, they're not thinking clearly and succinctly at all, and they're being selfish. Okay, they're thinking about well, what about me? What about me? If you ever heard Joyce Meyer, she goes on with that. What about me? What about me? is that you had uh, talked about earlier, it's not just about you. And it's not an imposition, you know. As I said in my beginning program, that I never stopped doing any of the things. I always kept a pristine home, as I've talked to my uh, listeners before, and it's always going to be that way, you know. And cleanliness, as you know, is next to God. Godliness, you know, germs can't, um, germs cannot survive in a clean environment. That's another reason that. The doctors, as you brought up, wear the mask and things and the instruments and the walls and the floor and the and the and the gurney in bed that the patient is lying on. Uh, all of these things have to be um, um, secure in making sure that it's you know, that is within the safe uh, health mode. I mean, if you notice um, any of those out there in the in the um, medical field, you know, can attest to this. They wrap up their instruments and things now, you know, even though they wipe them down and things like that as best as they can with alcohol and whatever other uh, disinfecting products that <clears> they use. <throat> but they also wrap them. You go to the dentist's office, um, you see that uh, the light has a a, a, a cover over it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the instruments, all of these things are wrapped and clean. It's very, very important. Um, so I don't see anything wrong with, with wearing the mask, I never stopped it. I don't care what they were saying. Oh, things are better now and blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. That's what you guys say. God love you. God bless you. But no. <laughs> I, well, I know.
1: Again, you're absolutely right on target. The, the fact is getting from the I to the we, that mm-hmm. part of the problem is the people who are struggling with this. They don't see the I as part of the we. They mm-hmm. see it. Uh, it's a fear-based behavior, so talk. Mm-hmm. Of, you can't rationalize with someone in that mode when mm-hmm. they're driven by fear. It's very primal. It's it's a fight or flight kind of thing, and they're not mm-hmm. going to think logically and clearly. So mm-hmm. I I suggest, as you were saying earlier, that we move from the I to the we, but we have to see ourselves as part of the we, and
2: exactly. that's where the break. First. Exactly, and seeing this is what I'm saying, people don't see it as we are a collective they don't they don't see that you know they don't see that if you don't keep your property up that it it downplays everybody else's property around you, it deflates the 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 value of everybody's property. You know, yeah. you, you got a, you got a home. It's got paper. The windows are broken or whatever, and then it also sends signals to other people who may have a shared mindset as that person It's like, oh well, they're not cleaning anything, so why should I? You know, so you know, people are very sheepish, and and I'm going to say a lot of people are are you know that way, you know, but um, I I I totally agree with with what you said regarding the children starting school. I. I know that uh, parents have to go to work, all you parents out there, because I have been a single mom for, um, you know, a long time. And I know what that is. Thank God I didn't um, we didn't have um, this pandemic. I didn't have to deal with that when my children were coming up, although there were other things that we had to deal with, but didn't have to deal with the pandemic. But I understand that, you know, okay, if your children are in school, at least you know that they are in school and that they're they're there they're they're safe they're you know being instructed you know they're gonna eat a meal or you know uh, things like that you know and you have arrangements for how they get home and how they get there back and forth and stuff like that so I I, I understand uh, that but here comes the but though <laughs> Michelle you know I'm I'm kind of tied too with the thing that I just I also feel I you know that I understand let me say I understand. When I spoke to people about um, the kids going back to school early, you know, and that they would could do it online, I, too, understand about that, doing it online for now. I'm <clears> going <throat> to say for now. And um, and and, you know, until this 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 variant at least, you know, diminishes in in strength, you know, which comes from. Wearing a mask. Now, like I also discussed with them, uh, because they were talking about the disdain for this and, you know, that people that have taken the, the, the shot, they're still getting it. But, you know, it's only as strong as your immune system, you know. So you just because you get the shot don't mean that you, you know, you go on and you start, you know, you continue to go out and eat food that's not fortifying to your body, your molecular and cellular structure. You know, you do need to eat And This sounds, you know, old and whatever, but it's true. You do need to eat certain amount of vegetables, drink a certain amount of water and eat certain amount of fruits and exercise. Those things are important. I don't care if you exercise for five or 10 minutes a day. You need that body needs to be exercised. OK, so all of those things are contributory to um, your health. And um, having gone through some, you know, GI uh, issues and things here as of late, the gut is everything because that's where your immune system lies, right there, right there. If you all don't believe me, go research it, ask your doctors or whatever. Gut health is everything. That thing has got to be on point all the time. So what do you think about kids maybe doing online for just a short amount of time, Michelle?
1: Well, first of all, one of if you can find a silver lining in all of this horrible death and everything, what this pandemic revealed, especially after George Floyd's death and all of that uh, revelation mm-hmm. there, that the the system is rotted from within
0: uh-huh. and
1: the idea that students not everybody has broadband uh service. Not everybody yeah. has a, a computer that works properly. And all mm-hmm. of this is revealed now. So even if they're home and they don't have the equipment or the service, they're, they're getting the short end of the stick again. And uh-huh. the, the idea is that we can't do something like that until everything's leveled out, until it's on an equal footing. So I'm up mm-hmm. for online learning. And I think a lot of these people... The fact is, people homeschool their kids all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: when when those people homeschool, they've made a choice to stay home with the kids. The kids aren't there by themselves doing mm-hmm. the the instruction. So mm-hmm. again, it comes down to their their preference. Now, homeschooling, they look at it differently than than staying at home in a hybrid model where the students are. Uh, online. The fact is we now appreciate what teachers are doing. We see what they do all day long.
0: Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm.
1: and so that good has come out of it, the awareness. I yeah. I believe that if the students are wearing the mask, if the, if the people surrounding the students, I think we make the students the focal point, everything to support their health, mental health, physical health, I think going back to school is is fine. The the mm-hmm. problem is that people don't understand their how their bodies work. I'm amazed that people have no clue. The ignorance in this country has become so it's loud. I can hear it's, it almost like a primal yeah.
0: scream. It's,
1: mm-hmm. it's just awful. It's definitely yeah. that we as the you want to talk about the eye. We the eye is responsible. For being, uh, for for knowing, for being aware, for for all those things you talk about, and with the support of the spiritual community, with your physical community, and all of that, it's it's a Venn circle. It's those concentric circles. If you look at the Olympic rings, how they all inter- interact with each other, they interlink. Mm-hmm.
2: That's mm-hmm. how we have
1: to begin to see our society and our place in it. Yeah, each ring. Is independent, however, they all interlock, and I think this it, thing with the school is very important. But we have to change the nature of what it means to have an education. Sitting in a, mm-hmm. at a desk in a room is not an education. Prisoners will attend mm-hmm. to that.
2: You know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, yeah but I, but 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 Michelle, that that's the thing that you're saying. People don't have these type of deep. Um, uh, intimate thoughts, you know, um, like like you were you were saying, you know, about the ignorance of um of individuals um, um in 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 this country, um it 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 continues to to spread, you know, it it gets wider and wider. Like you know, that's why I mentioned about the gut health, you know, that is where your immune system resides, right there, right there. There's you know, if there's something wrong, if you want to go. And have some fast food at whoever it is your fast food favorite is, but you also within that same day need to have the the you know the you know your water content to keep your system flushed and and you know water is so vital to your nerve system and your entire body. When you when you drink water, your nerve system it it, it just perks up. It's like ah, uh, right. It's it, a it's a way the it it. nerve conduct energy through the body. It, it, exactly. Exactly. And, but, you know, if this is what I'm saying, if people are, you know, ignorant to the facts, you know, of life, you know, then, then they don't know. But this is why I'm telling people that if you want a strong immune system, take care of your, of your, of your gut, what you put right. in it. Well, take care of it. This is
1: that people, uh, I have found that I cannot we've had a collective sleep. It's like Rip Van Winkle. Everybody Mm -hmm. had the whole unit, our whole society has been asleep. And they poked the bear and all these people came out and started to riot. What all this stuff is coming to the surface. It's like the last hurrah. That they can't Mm -hmm. stand the fact that all these changes are occurring and and, Mm -hmm. and they don't know where to put themselves. They're they're dislocated. It's like dislocating mm-hmm. your shoulder. It's still connected to your body, but it's out of place. They don't know exactly. themselves. And it's not yeah. people who are not educated. It's not all of that. It's it's not about education. It's about how people uh, look at their place in society. And I think that this is what has happened. People have been displaced. And they're, they've been in, in this collective sleep and they're waking up and they're saying what happened? Mm-hmm. Where this year I used to be Where, where do I fit in? They don't they don't know where to put themselves anymore.
2: Exactly. They yeah, they don't they don't feel that b- because you know when I was attending DePaul University, I did um a couple of papers there uh, as I was majoring in international business and um I'm going to say this and then I want to move on. Um, um you know, I did a a paper on the you know, the the divide, you know, of, of people, you know, the, the functioning, it was, uh, the instructor wanted to, a paper done on the functioning illiterates in this country, and it was huge, <laughs> okay, it was a lot, it was a lot, you know, and um, that was in the late, uh, you know, late 80s when I was there at uh, DePaul University, and it has only gotten, you know, wider, and people are proud of that, you know. It it isn't it isn't I'm a, uh, like I said I'm gonna make this real quick, it isn't okay for our children in school to no longer do it, to, to do cursor uh writing and things like that. It's that's not that's not well how do you do your signature I printed? That is not a signature, you know. So there's a whole lot of things, you know, but that's a that's a whole nother subject. You'll be on again. So thanks, Michelle. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I just wanted to make a comment about
1: this gut reaction business. That the what? medically the gut you keep talking about the health of the
0: gut Uh that
1: there's an expression when you have a gut reaction to Mm -hmm. something that Mm -hmm. your whole body is connected to the gut and Mm -hmm. there's actually they've shown medically there's a there's a nerve that goes from the stomach area into the brain Mm -hmm. and that you know you've had people you've heard oh I'm gonna sleep on it uh, something an idea that part of the The intellectual process is connected to the gut, which is
2: -hmm. I think fascinating. Oh yeah, you know well my mom, you know, um, always made sure that we had a full breakfast. We just didn't go, you know, like kids nowadays don't eat breakfast, or they just have uh, maybe a bowl of cereal or maybe um, maybe a donut. Okay, no, we had a full fledged thing going on. Okay. you know, she's part Native American from the South. You know, we could have uh, chicken and grits and uh, homemade biscuits with alga syrup, you know, because she says, look, it's very, very important that you have a good breakfast. She would feed us fish often because she knew that fish was a direct conduit of, of, um, of vitalizing the brain cells. So, you know, we ate a lot of uh, fish and things like that prior to and after school for dinner, and things like that. So she always would say that, you know, if you have a good breakfast, then you will be able to think more clearly. That that always stuck with me. A lot of things that she did, that stuck with me. I talk about her a lot, but, you know, I, I'm just saying. OK, thanks, Michelle. OK, Michelle, You're let's talk. Let's talk about this. A record number of workers are quitting jobs. NBC News reported this on July 18, 2021. And I'm sure that a lot of you out there have saw that sign on Burger King saying that we quit. And uh, a lot of people found that to be, you know, very, um, you know, funny and things like that. Maybe you get a chuckle, but, you know, it's 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 a serious moment. The report says that as businesses reopen and the economy takes off, employees have options for employment. Some have put off leaving their job because of the pandemic are burned down from last year or have money saved by working from home and want to try something new. So Michelle, what do you think is going on with this? For example, in this full report, the person being interviewed stating that her previous employer did not treat her well. And as she has another position, I think she said that she is a customer service rep. She likes it a whole lot better and it pays her more money. Okay. Okay. So what do you think are some of the drivers of, of people quitting their jobs and, and um, you know, hopefully moving on to, to um, higher heights?
1: Oh, I have a lot of thoughts about this one because as a business coach, one of the things that I work with a client about is how their employees are treated, how they, their attitude towards what they're doing. And this, mm-hmm. once again, is part of the revelation. This pandemic has ripped off the Band-Aid and yep. it shows that we've had this robotic consciousness for people to have to go to work on an hourly basis. It's a form of slavery,
0: mm-hmm. actually,
1: that kind mm-hmm. of robotic work. And the idea is that people are waking up again. They say, why the mm-hmm. heck am I doing this? I, why am I going there? I have to pay childcare and this and that. We, our whole system has broken down. And mm-hmm. the fact that people don't recognize the childcare aspect of this, mostly mm-hmm. impacted women, that they're staying yeah. home to take care of their parents and their kids and everybody else. But mm-hmm. The fact is, is now people are making choices and the employers are finally being put where they belong. They no exactly. longer are driving the boat. And the fact is, they have to pay people better. They have that, to look like, at what. It's not just hiring a warm body. What the idea is, they don't look at how these people affect their business.
2: No, they because don't. Because their
1: business, yeah, they don't care anymore. Everybody's gone out faster. I don't know what's gone on with with that. We just our whole culture is so consumed with with money and purchasing. We have. A, oh yeah. We have the only. The only. The economy in the world that's based on consumerism, that's why mm-hmm. we see all these stupid ads on Facebook and all of this other stuff. We have to mm-hmm. be more than that. Mm-hmm. And Don't get me started. We could be here for a week on, on that topic.
2: Wow. And the, the, wow. Uh, the
1: other thing is health care. The fact is the healthcare has always been tied to work,
0: which mm-hmm. has kept
1: everybody in line because they wouldn't quit their job because they needed their health care. Now, that's why the big flurry about Obamacare. Forget that he was the first black president. The idea mm-hmm. that people could have a say in how they got their treatment, their health care, that was unheard of here in this country. Mm-hmm. The, the the radical nutcases, they want to see that as socialism? No, it's part of the we again. It's how we work together. That, that health care shouldn't be. Something tied to the work so that that, per- that workplace has a control over your life. So now mm-hmm. people are making choices and they see, but you know what? I don't need to be treated like this anymore. And believe me, mm-hmm. I've been in a few of those situations and it it, it ain't pretty, as they say. So yeah. that's my sense.
2: Yeah. Michelle, I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm going to have to um, stop my broadcast uh, right now. The emergency has come has come about. Oh. I'm sorry, listeners. So yeah, I, we will do this again. Um, okay. I just, yeah, I okay. just alerted. Yeah. Yeah. I just alerted my, um, uh, engineer, engineer, uh,
0: okay. as well.
2: Yeah. So we'll have to continue this, um, talk, uh, next week. And, um, but I'm sorry about okay. that listeners, but yeah, I'm going to have to cut the broadcast, um, okay. uh, short. So well, yeah. Okay. Okay, Okay. thank you. you. Uh-huh, uh-huh, bye-bye.